Friday afternoon to you, family. My name is Chris. You're listening to Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. I hope this message finds you doing well. Today, you're getting a treat because you're getting two podcasts today. One, I'll be uh, downloading and, uh, shall I say, uploading the conversation that I had last week with Pastor Brian L. King, where we talked about his new book that's out that is available. You can go and purchase it on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Does God have a gay agenda? But today we're just doing, you know, Friday devotionals, uplifting, encouraging our our mind, our heart, and our spirit. Let's start with a word of prayer. Gracious God, we thank you for another day, another day that you are keeping us and sustaining us. You love us because you love us. You are incapable of changing your mind. You already know how you feel about us, and you're the God that delights in us. You know the number of hairs that are on our head. We have an opportunity always to come and commune with you and drink from the fullness that is you. We thank you for being faithful. We thank you for being kind. We thank you for being good. We thank you for being merciful. We thank you for being amazing. We thank you for being our good, good father. We thank you for all that you're doing in us, through us, and around us. Help us take a breath, take a moment to just drink from it, to learn from it, to gather whatever insight is in it within it that you would have us to gather from that. We just want to cast our cares, our ideas, our thoughts before you with the attitude, with the expectancy that you're the God that sees, you're the God that hears, you deliver, you provide, you protect, you are always with us and for us. We thank you and give you all the glory, all the praise. Help us to continue Continue to grow in the nature and knowledge of who you are and who you want to be for each of us. You are greater than our circumstances. You're greater than the doctor's report. You have an answer before there ever is a problem. Help us meditate. Remind ourselves that we're not our experiences. We're greater than that. That's not our identity. Help us to continue to know that. Help us to continue to grow. Help us be kindness and love and compassion to all that we meet. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you taking time this afternoon to uh, talk, to talk, to sit and listen to this podcast. Please know I appreciate every single listener. So I'm flicking to my notes. Today's podcast is in part Chris's thoughts. And in part, it's also cites some of the devotional that I read today. And I thought it was so impactful that I wanted to uh, share it. Uh, It's uh, written by Tracy Braylock. It's on Proverb 31 Ministries website link. I will share one of the the post quotes. But there was so much insight that I gathered from it that not only did I want to include it, but I also wanted to share my thoughts because I had been thinking some similar things earlier this week and I always share resources and share devotional. Sometimes it's a devotional I've written and sometimes it's, Hey, I'm sharing something that I I read and I want to share it with you. So that's what I'm doing. Guard your heart because I'm not saying that some of these resources that I share means that everyone is a safe space or that that particular writer or that particular ministry group is affirming. I'm not saying that. I don't know. Sometimes in some cases I'm at the ability to sift the seeds from the wheat. But I also understand that other people, that might not work out for them. So guard your heart, all right? So let's turn, if you will, to Psalms 
119, 119, 15. It says, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I'll say it again. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. Historically, because we're always going to talk about the context of scripture. Historically, Psalms 119 is known as the long psalm. The author is um, unnamed. There's, you know, when you look at commentators or commentaries that talk about, you know, the scripture who are trying to tell you who wrote the scripture. Uh, it seems to be the fact that most people believe that it is said that it's a Psalm of David composed throughout his entire life. But, you know, more modern commentators, when asked about this Psalm, conclude that it comes from the days of Nehemiah or Ezra. It represents an acrostic pattern. And in case we, we want to know what acrostic means, acrostic pattern. And I'm going to share my screen briefly to see. Do I still have that up? No, I don't. So basically an acrostic pattern is uh, a piece of writing in which a particular set of letters, typically the first letter of each line, word, or paragraph spells out a word or phrase with special significance to the text. And that's what they are saying that this particular uh, uh, scripture or this, this, this passage of scripture represents um we don't have time to go into what it what you know that entirely because that in itself when i was reading the history on it that was an entire lesson and i, I don't want the meaning to get muddled so we're going to focus on the verse so uh the verse as as i read i read again i will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways uh meditation is recalling what we have committed to memory and then turning it over and over in our minds to see the fullest implications and applications of the truth. Precepts is to look closely into a situation and take action. It is said when, uh, when uh, historians, uh, commentaries state that these, this pattern of scripture, this passage represents God's written revelation to us. And when they're talking about that pattern, they're like eight keys. Uh, and it goes based on the number of times, the number of words, and the repetition. Because there's always a lesson in every word in trying to understand what the author or authors meant at that time. So keep that in mind when you're reading scripture or when you're reading in general. So like I was telling you earlier, this morning I was reading devotional by Tracy Braylock and she talked about the experience of being uh, set out to a place in the top three in this invitational high school track meet but the, in the hours leading up to the race all she had done was worry about it and by the time of the race by the time the race came her mind had done so much running that her body was no longer able to participate she states that she didn't finish last place but she didn't finish uh in a play position that she would have considered her best race and when she reviewed the situation she was saying yes it's true she got enough sleep the night before she stayed hydrated before the you know the night before as well as the day of the race she also stretched before the race yet in her mind her deep reflection revealed her thoughts had gotten in the way and slowed down her ability to accomplish a goal and she poses a question 
that there is a connection between the thoughts in our mind and the performance of our body. I go so far as to say, I was thinking about this, you know, earlier this week, I really believe there's a connection between our mind, uh, between our eyes, uh, and within our hearts and bodies. And I don't have time to bring out my whiteboard or, and, and break that down, like in showing the uh, connections. But I do believe that no experience, nothing is compartmentalized. You know, the lesson she's trying to show in, in this reflection of a high school running uh, meet. And I want to pause by saying thematically, I know that's what we're talking about. But please know it's often deeper than that, because one of the goals of the podcast is to talk about how these scriptures or how words or ideas you know, how how do they impact our daily life that is always important to think about? What does it mean for your life today in this present moment? You know, the lesson she learned from the experience was, like I said, there's a connection between the thoughts, our mind, the performance of our body. Me, you, us have to be intentional about the thoughts we meditate on. And if you remember... I told you that meditation is recalling what we have committed to memory and then turning it over and over in our mind to see the fullest implication and application of truth. What's truth? The quality of being true. So here's what I'm saying, because I was telling you that this scripture, this verse, this you know story about you know what this author is writing about, how does it relate to our daily life? I, you know, a while back I did a, a podcast episode talking about how the PhD is a marathon, not a sprint. I did that because I'm in the doctoral program. That was a, a, a quote I saw on Instagram and I thought that is so true. But I think, you know, it, it's deeper than the PhD because I realized everybody isn't necessarily continuing their education. I think life in itself is a marathon, not a sprint. Life in itself is a race. And in the context of this story... You know, I was thinking about not just solely on this story, but have you ever taken a moment, a breath, a beat, if you will, to think about how many times when we look at biblical characters, when we look at scripture, uh, when we look at events in our life, how oftentimes it is so much more about the journey in itself, the lessons that we're supposed to be learning. But sometimes it's a bit challenging to really focus on what we're trying to learn because we're so busy in the right now of the experience and thinking of it circumstantially, thinking of it on the surface level, but yet it is really deeper than that, you know, and, and it also made me think about, you know, are there, there are times and experiences where our thoughts get in the way of pursuing a goal, the task at it at hand in my own life. I can recall and this was, this had to be, uh, what was this 2015? By day, I'm a librarian, and in my role, I you know go to conferences. I say preface that to say pre living in the pandemic, I haven't been to a physical conference in some time. But 2015, I went to Liverpool, London. Great place. Shout out to any of the listeners that might hear this in the UK, but anyway, we're in London. So I went to this this conference, and you know I had uh, submitted a, an abstract of an idea and or paper I wanted to talk about and they accepted it. And so what they did is they put you on a panel with other people that are talking about similar topics and you get 15 minutes to talk. Well, in my experience of that, I was extremely nervous about the event, even though I had slept the night before and, and got up early and was prepared and had my notes. Uh, 
my racing thoughts, my insecurity, my lack of belief in myself. You know, if you ask me to reflect what I thought about that talk that I gave after I sat down, I didn't think it was my best conversation. I didn't think I, it was my best uh, talk. And then for me, that's not only happened in work experiences, that's happened in applying to jobs. Sometimes I've you know, seen an opportunity to apply for a job and I talk myself out of applying for the job. Uh, or one time in ministry, there was an opportunity to participate on a prayer call. And my thoughts got in the way of praying sincerely. And what I mean by that is I was so consumed with how others were praying who they were, who, you know, who I was not, what denomination they represented, what denomination I did not represent, uh, that I missed the main point. And what was the main point? The main point is prayer is a conversation with you in spirit. There's no formula. There are no specific words. You just talk from your heart. That's what prayer is. But that, you know, my point is, you know, in sharing these experiences, it's much like the author is writing about, hey, this happened, you know, when I was, you know, experiencing this opportunity to run and to attract me. The truth for today is that we experience these times where our thoughts before whatever that particular goal or whatever that that entity that we're trying to accomplish is about to happen. Sometimes we can get so worked up in our thoughts that by the time it gets to the actual event, you know, we're spent. So we have to really focus and, and think and meditate on what is it exactly that we are thinking about. Let's see if I got the, I'm um, going to share the screen again or try to, because I want to read this quote and make sure I get it right. Yes. So she wrote, managing your thoughts will anchor you in the truth about who you are, whose you are, and what you're capable. What does that mean? That means we have to be uh, intentional in in knowing you know what it is that we think about that's why one of the things when i said in the prayer is it's really important i think for people that are people of faith people that are believers you know i know that that can be a wide array my experience is more christian jesus experience so that's the the point of reference that i'm coming from so uh when i'm thinking about that in the context of that statement, and I'm not meaning to be exclusive of other faiths or other beliefs, I'm just saying a point of reference is, and, and how it relates to this this, con- this concept, and what I'm talking about is we're talking about, you know, the scripture, they're saying that this is David, some people are saying, hey, no, you know, it represents Nehemiah, Ezra's time, doesn't really matter if they don't know whose time it, 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 it represents. What does it mean for our life in this present moment? I think it means that we should be thinking about what it is that we're thinking about. And when we're thinking about relationally in our relationship with spirit, the truth is spirit always has great things that spirit thinks about us. There's never negative connotations that God's spirit thinks about each of us. I know in some cases, you know, that's we've not necessarily been taught that. But the interesting and the, the fascinating thing about Abba spirit is that Abba loves us because Abba loves us. There's not anything that we can do, be, perform or change or say that changes the infinite love that Abba has for us. The fact that we are always on Abba's mind, that when they, there's a scripture that says, you know, that God delights in us. That's not based on a performance. That's not based on the fact that you prayed today That's or didn't pray today. That's not based on the fact that you tithe today or you didn't tithe today. That's based on 
the nature of who God and spirit is. So what I'm saying in the prayer, you know, teach us as we grow in the nature and the knowledge of who y'all, what I'm saying in the prayers, I think we have to know in our, within our spirit, who God wants to be for us, that that is deeper and more impactful than the circumstance that we're facing. But sometimes things can happen and all we can see is the circumstance. Think about this in the context of the Israelites and how, you know, Israelites had, had made it. They were trying to make it to the promised land. And there was that scripture where they were, they got a chance to, to see the land. And, you know, instead of seeing the land for what it was, they were like, oh, you know, they had a different viewpoint. And I, I'm not teaching on that today, but that's that's just the scripture that came to mind because we, we're talking about our racing thoughts. I told you that vision and heart are connected to the performance of our body. All of those things work together. That is not a compartmentalized experience. So we can work ourselves up in whatever it is that we're facing. And it's not that we'll miss the opportunity. But the opportunity won't be as successful as it could be because we were not intentional in thinking about what it is that we're thinking about and making sure that whatever it is that we're thinking, is it true or is that just the narrative of of what we've said it to be? And really getting within ourselves to know that is deeply, deeply important. And ultimately, I'm trying to say today, because this is really all I have for today. I got like maybe three more sentences and we can go on about our way. Is a lot of things can uh, and will and are going on all around us. And, you know, and I say that because the truth is life is a carousel that never stops turning. I know we will sometimes like it to stop stop turning and be more accommodating to whatever it is that we're experiencing. But that's not always how life works but regardless of 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 the carousel type experiences we should should focus on the goal the task at hand and run our own race you know in, in my own life i've learned it's really not so much about what other people are doing they have their own tasks they have their own challenges they have their own issues they have their own experiences i'm not them i will never be them no one asked me to be who they are and what they represent the only thing i get to be is chris and you insert your name that's your goal is to be you in your authentic form and to 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 follow the purpose and the plan that is set out for you and your life. That's what we're to do. Sometimes I think we get so bogged down with other people and where they are. And then we start comparing. I should be in this. That's, that's an endless, infinite loop of madness in my own life. That's what I've learned. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying when I've done that in my life, trying to compare where other people are and where I should be, I missed the point. I'm further than where, where I need to be or I'm not where I need to be. You know what I'm saying? Or I should focus on where I'm trying to go. Do I have that right? You know, these are things that I've learned. These are just life thoughts because no one point to yourself. No one can compete with the plans or purpose Abba has for us. What does that mean? That means that whatever John and Sally and Bill and Sarah and Keith, I'm just saying names, goals and, and purpose and their plans that Abba has for them, that, that doesn't stop the plan and the purpose that, that's for you. That That, that doesn't. that doesn't stop it so keep moving keep going forward don't let your thoughts you know weigh you down where you get distracted because it's easy these days in life to get so distracted 
by so many things. Have you ever had that experience where you're trying to do something? You said, I'm going to do X. And before you can get X, you think of three other things. And it's not necessarily that those three other things do not need to be done. It's that they don't need to be done right then. They are represent distractions. So watch that. Think about what it is that you're thinking about. What are your goals? What are your plans? Have you written any of those down? Are you meditating? Are you praying? Are you talking about them? Are you thinking about that for your life and focusing on just what you have to do? Just what your purpose is. That's all I have. Remember remember what I've said today. I hope what I've said has encouraged, uh, empowered, and educated you today. I want you to think about that. And I hope that you have a great, fantastic, wonderful weekend. I love you. There's nothing you can do, be, or say that will ever change it. If if you want to reach out to the podcast, Encouraging Your Spirit Podcast at gmail.com. You be blessed. You have a great day. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.